0: There is a, a series of stories I'm seeing. I don't know about you out there. You probably are as well. Uh, where they're suggesting more of, of the vaccines. In fact, I've been sending them off to Dr. McCullough to look at and saying, "Can you believe this? They never quit. They're like the uh, the Energizer Rabbit. There, they just never stop. They just keep coming, trying to push those vaccines." I'll tell you. Interesting though, the numbers have surely fallen. I was looking and studying the numbers of how many people are really still taking these things. And thank God it has dropped dramatically uh, and that makes a big difference. There are still some people uh, that, are, that are doing it right now. There is uh, a brace. Uh, we're seeing stories on uh, potential viruses in the fall time. And of course, that always, I think, happens around this time. Uh, August September there's talks about the fall time, the regular vaccines, that sort of thing so another one called the Eris. I hadn't heard of that uh, before, too. I don't know how long that one's been out, but welcome into America Out Loud polls. First off, let's start. There it is, Malcolm Out Loud here, along with my co-host.
1: Dr. Peter McCullough, going to be tracking down these viral variants for you, Malcolm. Viral
0: variants. So when did Eris come in? When did Eris uh, show its face?
1: Eris started to become a little blip on the radar screen May 13th, 2023, now by August 5th, 2023, ARIS, which is EG5. It's an Omicron sub Oh,
0: EG5. Okay. Yeah. All so right.
1: now it's 17.3%. But looking at the CDC okay. Nowcast system, which, by the way, has been incredibly accurate all the way through. So we want to give the CDC very good credit for good work <laughs> we're doing. That's what they do. Listen, they do in vitro diagnostics like this, Malcolm. They do a good job. They really do. Wow. And this Nowcast system, we've been banking on it the comment i'm making and observation i'm making is that at this point in time we have more variation in omicron sub strains than we've ever had in the last uh, 2 years
0: and that's so, unusual that's unusual you say right it's
1: unusual and it's good variation is good right variation is good when we have a dominant strain that's bad
0: Right. Because the more variant, the more uh, variants like that, and it just weakens the strain, doesn't it? It just, well, weakens yeah. It. And
1: it also means that the human immunity is yeah, kind right. of feel is kind of fending them off equally. Yeah. So there's no particular dominant strain. Okay. So if this holds out, uh, you know, of interest, XBB 1.5 which was easily uh, 65% of the business back in April. That's the one, by the way, they're going to have a new booster out for uh, in October. Uh, That one was 65% in April. Now XBB 1.5 is only 10.3 percent. So by the time we get to October, it's going to be gone. It's going to be just like another useless booster that comes
0: out. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the same one they were calling Eris. I hadn't really heard. That. I guess that's not very popular. That it really uh, it hasn't been marketed much. The Eris business—you don't hear marketed. that much. Well, because well, they I mean, market these things, I think, don't they? You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, Omicron was the great name, right? So Omicron sounded like a transformer when it came out, and people yeah. were like, "Wow, this yeah. is—it's not a transformer; it's the Omicron." And then Omicron had these sub strains, and they never really took off. They got to these numbers of you know, you know, BA three, um, BA one, BA two, BA three, BA three four five. Then the BQs, then the XBBs. Um, And and then uh, there was an attempt to get one going called Arcturus. Arcturus was one of the XPP Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And, you know, Arcturus kind of sounded like a transformer, uh, but not really. And it never really took off. And now we have this, uh, uh, you know, Ares strain. And I just don't think it's going to take off as a name. It's just too easy to use the... um, uh, to use the substrate variant. So, Arcturus, to be exact, was the Omicron subvariant XBB 1.16. Okay. okay, so XBB 1.16 right now is only 7.7% of the strains.
0: So, what do you anticipate now, the reports about the fall time versus any other year? Here's what I'm curious in. Year to year, you know, when August, September, it really brought this time, actually, mid-August, they're starting to talk about the fall Mm. problems, that sort of thing. Is this year any different than any other year with everything we're dealing with in these various variants, what have you?
1: No, I mean, COVID is not a seasonal flu. So, you know, there was a message that came out today on the cardiology uh, email chain from the American College of Cardiology, and, um, you know, it had kind of a, a you know, usual warning, oh, the fall is coming, the winter is coming. And here we are in August, it's blazing hot in Texas, and we're already getting these fall warnings. It's coming, it's coming, it's gonna be a trifecta of influenza, respiratory cysticial virus, and COVID. Well, it doesn't happen that way, Malcolm. And uh, this is all just fear-based marketing of biopharmaceuticals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. I mean, and the way it's always uh, the headlines are written and the information, it's always that way. Fear, a lot of people are ruled by fear. I've been seeing that in past days. I've been talking to listeners about it actually, about the media class is so out of shape. I mean, they're out of context. They lie consistently to people, and it's all agenda driven. It's garbage. Uh, in the political world, it's definitely that way, Peter. And surely in healthcare as well. And it's funny how healthcare and political, those you know, as a young kid, I remember they were two separate uh, you know, categories. Not today, but everything that is healthcare is now political. Political has taken over the healthcare field, it seems to me, you know?
1: Well, it's been it's been discovered yeah. that if there can be enough of a health scare, boy, I mean, the economy, political realignment, so much can be happened if the uh, you know, if the population is in fear. So, I mean, here's an example. So we're already getting fear-based messaging in August about respiratory syncytial virus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do we have? We've got a new RSV vaccine against the fusion protein for children and adults. We've got monoclonal antibodies against respiratory syncytial virus, which are scheduled to be injected in all newborns starting this fall.
0: They are going to do that. We talked about yes. that. Yes, uh, unless story. the yeah.
1: parents say no, Malcolm, they're wow. they're going to inject it. The... Now we've had wow. um, a uh, you know a, this kind of push for an annual COVID shot. Well, COVID shots theoretically don't even last six months, right? So there'd be no value to take a a you know f- annual COVID shot. Is it just for like a memorial thing? Is it like getting a all- birthday cake or something. Yeah, it it's, it doesn't offer any clinical benefits because COVID is kind of a twenty four, oh. uh, you know, tw- you know, twenty four by seven threat around around the globe. Yeah, it doesn't have any seasonality to it, and then the influenza has just not been a big uh, issue in several years, and what we've seen is uh, additional scares. So another one, if you heard about malaria coming back right I have, I have right so yeah. so I, I tell you malaria is I, every major medical center I've ever been in there's yeah. been a handful of cases of malaria every year we never know where it comes from but you know whether a mosquito got you know in somebody's suitcase or someone was traveling right, right. we never know but the bottom line is very easily treatable so suddenly there's a declaration oh malaria is coming back in the United States yeah and then right behind it a message oh a company in New Zealand has, a messenger RNA vaccine for malaria. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so we just, every time you hear about a scare, yeah. the next thing you should ask is, okay, what's being offered for this? Does They're somebody... selling something. That's, that's right. That's unbelievable.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The mosquito thing, there were some, I believe the cases, there were like three or something last time I looked. Uh, Florida and Texas, I mean, they controlled it. It wasn't a big deal, but you're right. The stories started beating that war drum, like uh, fear-based, fear-based malaria. It's like they can't have a peaceful day in the neighborhood. It's like they've got to continue to put this garbage out there to frighten people. A lot of people take this stuff very seriously, especially when they read these headlines. And and what I'm finding, Peter, is then they see it in two or three places and they think, oh, this is gospel truth, because there's no way, you know, if I see that in the Washington Post and I see it in Reuters and I see it in Today, it's got to be true. Well, it's all the same garbage. They're all lying and they continue to do it. And a lot of people in this country are misled badly, really badly. Uh, this they media are, is so bad.
1: And there's another theme going on, Malcolm. I just finished today in the office and I can tell you the theme What's is there's more and more people walking around who have taken these shots, and the, they are starting to ask the question, doctor, am I going to have a cardiac arrest? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Too
1: many people yeah. have a cardiac arrest. I'm seeing the eating.
0: emails come in here. It's constant. People are scared. Yes, that's it.
1: That's it. People are scared. They've seen enough. Uh, they're coming in with their – This yeah. was a young man coming in with his mother. Yeah. And, the, like, listen, we need some assurances yeah. That he's not going to go down. We've seen too many cardiac arrests. We've seen oh yeah,
0: I, I've deaths. had people yeah. send in these messages constantly. Some of them were in that area, and I, I sent them to you. Uh, you <laughs> you saw that, see Dr. McCullough there, Well, no, they want assurances. Uh, should people be worried about that question you just asked? I mean, they're. I mean, it's a kind of a generic uh, um, question, it though. Is. really, I mean, you know, we, how the we hell do you know?
1: Well, we start out with this idea yeah. that. Yeah this smelling report from Denmark and then the analysis that Ron Johnson sent to the CDC is correct that about a third of the batches there's zero side effects it's like taking water there's there's almost like nothing in the shots so people who, who don't even get a red arm don't get any soreness nothing that's a really good sign okay now, there's about two-thirds of people that get a sore arm and they get some other symptoms and it's pretty minor and they feel sick for a day or two and they get through it. Then there's 4.2% of, that's the third batch group, 4.2% of doses. Malcolm, it's like hellfire. Myocarditis, blood clots, headaches, neurologic, Guillain-Barre syndrome. So it's super loaded. What percentage <laughs> is
0: that, please, again? 4.2%. All
1: right. Now, think about this. It's It matches with what the CDC vSAFE data show vSAFE was 10 million people who signed up for the cell phone app and they were going to tell the CDC how they're doing after the shot. 7.7 percent of the vSAFE participants got so sick they had to go to the hospital or the ER. So that's pretty close to 4.2 now, maybe a bit higher because of selection bias. But the bottom line is that's what we're talking about. We're talking about under 10 percent of people really have some horrific risk. The Zogby data said that 15% have some new medical problem they're dealing with. So it's all all these various sources of information are cohesive. So what people are asking is, are they at risk? Uh, I'm very busy clinically trying to figure this out uh, in terms of blood tests and, and cardiac imaging, and there has to be some type of tiered approach because we can't order cardiac MRIs in everybody. We, we have to get to a certain point in judgment. And I think we need some reassurances through detoxification, which we have a major paper coming out on this from my center in Dallas, using three natural supplements, natokinase, bromelain, and curcumin as a base. Once we've started this, uh, you know, we haven't had any cardiac arrests in people who have started to detoxify with this, getting the spike protein out of their system.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I've got questions, in fact, today from folks on the narrow kinase. We'll jump into a little bit here. Uh, I want to mention in this uh, op ed, this article, rather, uh, yeah, on Reuters. I think this is the one I, it is the one I sent you. Yeah. Now, listen to this here uh, COVID shots dropping fast. Despite several years of public health messaging that the vaccine is the best way to protect oneself against COVID 19, but this is so full of lies. They don't even last long enough to protect you. Even if it did work, you'd keep have to keep having them if it was even effective, which it's not. But it says, um, Demand for the vaccine has dropped in every campaign since 21. This is probably when people started figuring it out, how full of it they were. So in uh, 21, let's see, there were 206 million uh, in uh, 21. And then after that, here we go, 20, yeah, that was uh, 2020 to 21. Okay, 206 million. Then the first booster was 106 million. So half of them took the first booster uh, in 21-22, and the, um, the updated uh, bivalent uh, shot there uh, was uh, 22 to 23. Uh, that was 56 million. So half of those took the bivalent, uh, half of those. And then the regular influenza, which kind of we were questioning a few times whether people would still step up and get that with all the damage that's been done publicly to the brand of vaccines, period, and the influenza estimated twenty two twenty three campaign, 163 million. So I found that fascinating. It looks like uh, 163 million, it looks like people are still taking that regular influenza shot. Is that what you're finding?
1: It's true. Well, remember, many people are required to do so. 17% of the U.S. employee workforce, Malcolm, is healthcare, healthcare. And I can tell you as a doctor, I've taken 40 flu shots. I had to. Wow. I had to, in order to maintain hospital staff and privileges. Now, last year was the first year of my life where I said, enough's enough. I'm not taking a flu shot. So people are forced into it. Remember, all the seniors living in senior homes take it. And people have been conditioned to take the flu shot. Virtually everybody over age 65 has been conditioned to take the flu shot. The last several years, the studies are in from the CDC. They simply don't work. They are statistically insignificant from zero. Mm-hmm. in terms of having any efficacy.
0: Well, and you've been saying that right along. You have really been consistent on that point and the fact that they're they're not, I mean, they're not effective, but they don't last. There's a whole host of reasons here. And the biggest reason is that you could fall into the percentage where it would do you bodily harm. Uh, and this is real. and um, You'd have all kinds of life-threatening problems. So why would you gamble that for something that is not going to bring any value to your life to to be sure. Now, this report, I you know, the way they sell this stuff is really starting to bother me big time. I'm I'm just all over the media lately cuz the lies are so bad and they're they're so lethal in 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 all the circles, political circles, healthcare circles, everything. I just can't believe how, you know, So they say here in this uh, piece here, Reuters, some public health experts hope that Americans will welcome the new shot as they would a flu jab, like nothing to it. That's to fight, Eris, the variant of the Omicron um, that, uh, you know, that they see in a rise around the country. But demand for the vaccine has dropped sharply uh, when it first became available. Of course, big pharma is complaining because they're not making the billions and trillions of dollars. Uh, at the moment. So they're looking for other revenue streams, clearly. So they'll have other things for monkeypox and malaria and, uh, you know, chickenpox and uh, all kinds of things. It's it's weird. Even CVS Health is a uh, healthcare providers will start next month to offer the shot. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's really, do you recommend for somebody out there that's healthy right now, not having problems? Number one, I'm getting the just. I mean, I'm not even sure it's worth having the regular influenza shot, which you already just talked about yourself. The flu, you know the flu shot, if unless you're in some. Well, why would somebody so, want to have yeah, that? Let's, I guess. Let's
1: talk about risk stratification. That's really what you're getting to. Exactly. So I think the new normal's going to become, at least for me in my practice, is going to be risk stratification. That is. Yeah. Not everything has to be given to the entire population. Not cookie cutter,
0: you're saying. Not cookie cutter.
1: That's not cookie cutter. So okay, let's say there's somebody with bad lung disease and they're on oxygen. And if they were to get influenza, it could be fatal because they have such little pulmonary reserve. Then you can say, okay, a flu shot. It doesn't When I say the flu shot doesn't work, it means it, it doesn't work broadly and meaningfully across the entire population, but indeed it may work in a super high risk population where it makes a difference would be somebody with severe lung disease. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. an adult yeah. with emphysema on oxygen,
0: yeah.
1: uh, a patient with advanced lung cancer with metastases and, you know, very limited lung function, uh, a teenager with cystic fibrosis. I mean, There will be a limited use for a flu shot. Don't have any problem with that. So I I think if the vaccines were viewed that way and they were used more strategically, more like we'd use a medicine, I think everybody would accept it. We're not anti-vax. We've become vaccine risk aware. And now people are starting to ask the question, in a normal, healthy person, what's really needed?
0: That is perfectly said right there. Uh, the risk stratification is really the key to me as well. I could see somebody. It's a trade off. It's it's a it's a it's a trade off. I mean, you you take if you're in a situation where it could do great harm, then perhaps you 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 jump into that and you take that. But I think a lot of us are. I think a lot for a lot of us, it's buyer beware, buyer beware, uh, or taker beware. You just want to be cautious and careful here. What's going on out there? Uh, there's so much of it. Well, as as people now move into this uh, new season of COVID in the rearview mirror, I think there seems to be a lot more focus on uh, my, from what I see at least, of people being really aware of being healthy. I don't know. I, I see more of a focus right now, Doctor McCullough, on health and wellness and lifestyle for people than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Are you seeing that as well? I completely
1: agree. I've never seen so many people in my practice successfully losing weight, improving their diet, Wonderful. improving fitness. You can see it all around. People are taking more people are taking nutraceuticals and supplements and looking towards natural approaches to be healthy. It's really rewarding. I saw a large number of patients today all of whom losing weight, taking positive steps. It's great to see.
0: It is indeed. Yeah. These uh, let me I want to bring in these two questions from Charlotte and Mark, uh, because it involves the uh And we're going to do a series of questions here, too, on Q&A 80 is uh, today, friends. Um, and uh, this one from Charlotte uh, starts here. Thank you for all you are doing. You are appreciated beyond words. You know, sometimes it's important to say those things and I say them out loud uh, pun intended, uh, intentionally. <laughs> so Dr. McCullough hears that and knows that, you know, people truly, truly appreciate this. They, they're they blessed. And it's, it's important to say that. So, uh, can I safely take the, uh, and 80, 81 milligram of aspirin together, or do I even need the aspirin? I'm 72 years old. My blood pressure is running around 165 over 88. I've been trying to avoid getting on meds for the BP. I'm blessed not to be on any medication. What do you say to Charlotte?
1: Yeah, you can take them together. Uh, you know, I think aspirin, if someone has established blockages, uh, should be eighty one milligrams a day, general prevention, elderly, maybe eighty one milligrams every other day. The natokinase is perfectly fine to take every day. And nanokinase preferably. You know, taking twice a day on an empty stomach, so the en- the enzymes kind of get absorbed into. The it's system. better to
0: take it there. It's better to take it on an empty stomach. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: and okay. um, okay. and then one should just watch for side effects. You know, easy bruising, any uh, bleeding from the the, the the nose or the gums, and one can adjust. It, the bleeding on natokinase is very dose sensitive, so we just can cut the dose down, and the the excess bleeding goes away. But the Japanese have been using this confidently for cardiovascular disease and prevention now for several decades. And it's got a very solid, proven safety track record. I think it's gratifying that we found a use for it in this post-pandemic era.
0: Yeah, it's been dependable. And uh, yeah, the Japanese, it goes back a bit and people can feel like it's not going to do them harm. And that's important because of all of the uh, trickery that's been happening with some of these meds. Uh, this one is good. Uh, Mark says, should I be using the netokinase even though my D-dimers are normal? Is it possible to have microclots after severe COVID? I'm a long hauler with neurological symptoms.
1: Definitely should be using netokinase even if the D-dimers are normal. We are learning that D-dimers still have meaning even through the normal range. So higher in the normal range uh, you know, is more meaningful for symptoms, risk of blood clots in general, a proxy for the spike protein compared to lower in the normal range. So I've found that with the detoxification program, the neurologic symptoms are some of the most responsive. So it's gonna take maybe three, six, twelve months, but that that small fiber neuropathy should resolve.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to see this uh, with the netokinase. Um, when are the uh, uh, this trifecta of products that you've talked about o- over the past month or, or so, uh, when do you see that come into fruition, please?
1: It could be a single product oh. widely available within the next few months. Okay. I know our clinic will have a local brand label available, I think, in October, wellness company should be offering like a package trio in the next few weeks. I think virtually everybody is going to to have this available. And the reason being is that natokinase itself works fine alone, but it's slow. So the bromelain added to this speeds up this resolution of the spike protein-related diseases in the body. And the curcumin, which is the Indian supplement from turmeric, that's actually the, the supplement that makes people feel good. It, it reduces inflammation. It uh, you know, makes the joints and muscles feel better. People, the Indians use curcumin for um, arthritis, Malcolm. Wow, so it's, wow. it's kind of the feel-good supplement. Now, curcumin wow. is not well absorbed in the body. I mean, in fact, if you take it straight, hardly anything's absorbed. So one form is to make it a nanoparticle. It gets a little better absorbed, not much liposomal particle gets a little better absorbed, but the best absorption is to combine it with the extract of black pepper, which is called piperine, mm. piperine. Mm. So what we're doing now is we have the um, the uh, curcumin 500 milligrams, and we have patients take you know 10 milligrams of piperine or five milligrams of piperine. It comes in 10 milligram tablets, but you need it to juice the absorption.
0: And you would call, this is what you're describing in all of this to I mean, would we be calling this, uh, the, the way you've explained it, a new protocol?
1: It is. It's what's called a detoxification protocol. Okay. Our paper coming out, I think the title of it is Base Spike Protein Detoxification. And it's a base, yeah. meaning yeah. it should be a base yeah. of treatment of which we can do other things. When we're adding other yeah. drugs, people want to add other things. But the base needs to be there because fundamentally, we have to get rid of the spike protein.
0: I like it. There
1: are more and more papers. Malcolm, there's one out of my substack that came out from Harvard recently. There are more and more papers where, to be clear, that the spike protein is the cause of people's symptoms, both long COVID and post-vaccine symptoms.
0: Well, listeners, uh, listeners and readers alike, and all of them, I, I keep seeing it a lot. I mean, they're, they're starting to absorb what you've been saying here. And they've been pointing out the base spike uh, detox uh, protocol, I guess we'll call it then. Uh, that paper, when that paper, as soon as that is out, I want to get something up on the network on it. When do you anticipate that out roughly approximately?
1: Right, It should be the next few months. I need to ping the, um, the journal. Now, I didn't I didn't put it up on the preprint server. The editor asked me not to, and I want to kind of co-release it because the preprint servers really, I think, more widely uh, make the paper more widely viewable. Now we, They're supposed to be done before the publication, but now we can do a dual um, uh, presentation. It's very effective. Now, I do want to cite this paper as recently out, by swank and colleagues swank and colleagues you'll find this on courageous discourse substack from harvard he found uh circulating spike protein and or nucleocapsid in the blood of 65 percent of people with long covid symptoms it's circulating in the blood milk this is this is not subtle and uh some of these people were additionally uh vaccinated and then he shows the data um, virtually everybody with long COVID or long vaccine symptoms has this stuff in the blood, Malcolm. Wow. It's uh, it's 65% overall, but it's nearly everybody who's yeah. got symptoms. So oh. in vitro has got an assay. And as soon as LabCorp requests ha- have it up on their platforms, we'll be able to measure this. I want to get
0: it out. Yeah, for sure. Um you know, yeah. this is damage control, is what this is at this point. It's damage control for all these people that have struggled through all of this, and uh, and it's in the millions, millions and millions and millions of people, uh, huge numbers uh, from both from both areas, from both the long hauler syndrome, long COVID, and from vaccine injury, both with the spike protein buildup and all, and the damage to uh, our bodies. Uh, I've been fortunate and blessed. Um, I, I, of course, my family, we never did the vaccines and all. Of course, we, we got hit with COVID like y'all did. But uh, my wife much more serious. But you know, you you learn from all these things, and then you you, as we just said moments ago, you take on a more of a quality of lifestyle, which we kind of always did. But I, I'm always a bit of fanatic about Doctor McCall Always says I'm a germophobic. I'm a bad that probably, but I'm also like to stay on the healthy side of things. I just think it's important uh, for quality. I, I call it quality of life. Quality of life is is really really important. Uh, it's funny. I'm I'm more I'm worse than the women when it comes to looking stuff. My wife said, "Oh come on, you look great." Okay, I said, oh, "I need to lose five pounds." And he said, "Well, you don't need to lose five pounds." She said, "Get out of here! Said, you're out of your mind." I said, "No." So I'm like really fanatic, Peter, about it. <laughs> She's like, it's "Just out of your mind," you know. I don't well, know.
1: Malcolm, are you the type of guy? Do you get on the scale every day and look at your
0: weight? I don't. It's just how I feel okay. and look. I don't do the scale. Yeah, I don't do the scale. I don't let that fear cut. I didn't. No, I don't do that. But uh, but I like to stay active. Yeah,
1: I don't do it either. I to me, it's kind of how the clothes fit. You know, because we're guys, we we have kind of our our set uh, clothes and how I feel. But I can tell you, if I don't exercise in a few days, you feel it. You feel it. Yeah, yeah, I don't feel well. In fact, I'm at my office right now, my medical office. I actually have a bag packed where I have my running shoes and I have my you know my shorts and stuff. And even if I, you know, if I just need a little burst, I'll put them on and I'll just, you know, for a quick something, a walk or a run or some pushups, some sit-ups. I just feel, I just, yeah. if people have a sense that the yeah. human body can't be idle for two, three, four days, it can't. That's I mean, it. It's it tough.
0: It. It's tough. Especially with, you know, for me, it's a real balance because I'm in the studio and which is, you know, I'm hitting walls half the time, bouncing off the walls. But uh, maybe that's why, uh, you know, people say, are oh, you out of your mind? Probably I am. I don't know, Peter. I'm not sure. Listen, I want to tell folks about uh, Spike Support with the Wellness Company, with the Natokinase, the Dentaline Root. It's got all the right ingredients in there for that. Uh, and um, you, it's in the shop, the shop, AmericaOutLoud.shop. There's a few things I'll point out to you right now and there you get 25% off with the out loud code. If you just click these actual offers, they're all negotiated offers. It, it was really important for us to bring the uh, discounts and the best in class products but also things that uh, you couldn't get anywhere else was part of the arrangement that we uh, wanted to make sure we did for our um, America Out Loud family, basically. That was the reason. So 25% off uh, Out Loud code and the spike support. Also, a lot of people need extra help with advice, doctor advice, medical advice. They have a fantastic program called One Wellness. All the virtual care is included on all the different factors, and you're able to get it no matter where you are in the country and you'll be able to get all this advice uh, and knowledge with experts at the top of the field. It's one low monthly price. You also can get 25% off of that without loud code. Uh, you'll see that at the top, there's a kind of a change in banner at at the very top. It'll change unless you put your mouse over it. When you go to americarlow.shop I'm speaking about, and you'll see one wellness rate right there, unlimited virtual care and free supplements, uh, 25% off the first month there. Um, this, these are good products and the wellness company is doing a good job with them. And spike support is uh, definitely a must have. And we see people are taking it and it's effective. They, they like it uh, very Malcolm, much.
1: Malcolm, yeah. you know, spike support by wellness company. It's all U.S. source for the highest quality you can get. But it's the best of all the natokinase products by far because it has additionally black sativa extract in it, selenium, Iris, moss, Dandelion. So it, it, it really is, you know, it's kind of a value add, value plus, very affordable. But, you know, Wellness Company came out with a really exciting announcement today what and, and pre-ordering. And that's pediatric kids spike support.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. Kids yes. We talked support. about that. Yes. And it, yes. it's
1: chewable and oh, it tastes wow. good. Oh, now, yeah. we can use in kids, but it relies on papain Uh, and uh, in bromelain, which is the extract of the enzymes from the pineapple stem. And it tastes good. We've already tested it out on the kids. And there are kids who have gotten COVID two or three times. They have various and sundry problems. I've seen it. We're going to be recommending it'll be the only kids pediatric uh, product out there in the market. And so uh, people can pre-order it now uh, through the wellness company, Kids Spike Support.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking right now in on the site. I clicked the uh, banner at, at americarlow.shop and looking at all the uh, amazing products there. It is a growing field of things. Here it is, Kids Spike Support. It's right there. Just okay, click the, uh, yeah, just uh, if you go through the shop, just click it and you can, you'll get the, uh, the discount on it as well, uh, which is very oh, good. good. Um, yeah, good. you'll get the discount if you do it, uh, the 25% off, but, uh, the signature series spike, you just have to go through that and use the code out loud and you get it. You get a very good discount. 25% off is a lot on these products and you get but it on it, every order. They get it on every order. It's too.
1: It's big. And I think while they have it, people ought to get probably a couple bottles because what I'm seeing is, um, they get on it. Now, the rate of use is pretty high, like one or two capsules twice a day, so that you go through the bottles quickly. And then family members, others, and more times than not, people are going back and saying, gosh, I, would have, I wish I would have ordered a few bottles at the same time, come in the same shipment. That way you're not waiting. Right. Exactly, because the yeah. discount is so substantial. So that's great.
0: Always do, uh, and you say the same thing. I know you do. In fact, I probably got this from you uh, a few years back when you. We always tell people, and I and I do believe it's important. Always do your own research. Always research. That's mm-hmm. why all these uh, sites, when you click them through the shop. There's research data to back this stuff up. Don't take our word for it or anybody, because uh, we can't really know your personal story. Obviously, mm-hmm. we don't. But do your research on any of these things. Know what you're getting into. Know what you're taking. It's your body, your life. You want to make sure, right, Peter? I mean, that's important, right?
1: It's true. Everybody uh, is different. <sighs> uh, remember, uh, if there's a soy allergy, a soy allergy, then um, you know having... If you take natto kinase, even, even if it's soy-free, there's still a little soybean oil that comes off in the extraction of the natto. There can be an allergic reaction. Now, no, they're not serious. I've seen them in my practice, but, you know, why risk it? I tell people, listen, just skip the natto kinase, but, you know, use the detox protocol with the bromelain uh, and the curcumin. And with the um, kid spike support, we have to worry about it because they're going to end up using the papain and the bromelain as the main kind of detoxifants. So the bottom line is each person is different. You know how we've been focusing on the nasal sprays and nasal hygiene? Because another factor is don't get COVID again. You know, prevent COVID with the nasal and oral hygiene strategies. I went over that today in the office. And the throat spray
0: too. The throat spray, don't forget. It's
1: huge. But I had a patient today, he's a nurse. He said, doc, I'd like to do it, but I'm allergic to iodine. So again, that, that's the, the, the point we're making is do your own research. Well, he can
0: use clear. He can use clear right, with the xylitol. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
1: use the xylitol. Yeah. That's what yeah. I told him. I said, you know, so that's the reason why yeah. each person is different. Yeah. They yeah. need to do their own research. But the nice thing we've done on the platform is we really have a range of products yeah. uh, that are all evidence-based, solid, working really well.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, people can navigate you just fine. And also yeah. a huge affordability factor. When you go out there and you compare prices yeah. of things uh, through Amazon and through some of these other uh, sources, you always do better if you can go through America Out Loud platform, click on the banner bar, and then get a really substantial discount. And it's coming from the original source that that provides the product
0: well back to the banner bar you say right on the nav bar now it says shop if you just click the shop it'll put you right into this amazing site here uh by the way i just want to mention clear uh with uh nathan jones the ceo they're 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 wonderful people that clear is available in drugstores and pharmacies but if you click the click here you'll get research and all the information on the xylitol product that's a great one uh, cofix has got the throat spray, which is their new protocol one and two with the nasal hygiene and the nose, and then the throat spray. When you get any throat spray with it, which I've used by the way, and I think you used it as well, Dr. McCullough, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Just, it's just, really just, good. Just, you, you get 25% off of that. 25% off when you buy the throat spray with the product. It's very cool. Only here yeah. at this out loud. Yeah. Uh, now,
1: Malcolm, you know what the context was? I was down in Austin two days ago. And I was up, I, I received uh, one of the American Liberty Awards, which was a really nice honor. Uh, and uh, you know, many other dignitaries were down there, entertainers, and, and actually wellness company won the best overall uh, health company. So it was, wow. it was really interesting. So I received the award for them. So I went back to the hotel room and they was so crowded, Malcolm. We were in this uh, comedy club and it was packed and people shaking hands and pictures and and um it wasn't too much drinking, but it was so hot in there. there was no air circulation. Believe it or not, Malcolm two people passed out. they called wow. they called me over. We started we We're going to start CPR on this guy and they were, and people were just passing out from dehydration and and uh we had called 911, the paramedics came and you know everything had to stop and it was everyone was watching the the drama. Um, the people were fine. they weren't having cardiac arrest from the vaccine. It was largely an unvaccinated crowd. Um, they were just dehydrated and passing out. But the point is, I had so much contact. I went back to my hotel room. I got out my spray yeah. and I used yeah. it. My wife said, wow. are you sick? I said, uh, no, honey, I'm not sick. Right. But look how much contact we just had. Yeah. Yeah. The chances of somebody harboring a virus were pretty high. And I took my precaution precautionary measures. Now, here we are on Tuesday. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to and the key too, I and for me, I drink a lot of water. I drink, and we talked mm-hmm. about this before on here, but I drink more water than most, but I just I love water. And but you gotta drink a lot of water. Like some people, they're dehydrated because they simply don't drink enough water. And yeah, that well, is the key. Too.
1: Well, Malcolm, have you ever had a kidney stone? No. I had a patient today who a uh, young guy, he's yes. already had a kidney stone, and one of the technologies we use in my office is called inbody. Have you ever been on an in-body? No. In-body is a form of bioimpedance. And I'm sure you may have done this at a health fitness club where you have to have bare feet and you step on the electrodes on a scale. Then you hold out the two electrodes and you hold still. And and the machine does a measurement, actually a detailed body measurement. It's very accurate. And one of the key variables we get on the in-body report, it's completely non-invasive. We give everybody their report is the extracellular water to total body water ratio. Wow! So it it gives a a sense of how hydrated people are. And it's a very, very useful measure. Anybody goes to Lifetime Fitness, Equinox, LA Fitness, they have in-bodies. You may have to pay- It's called an
0: in-body. So if you're having like a physical done that sort of thing, you really should have that done. Yeah. Yes,
1: the doc- doctor I go to offers InBody.
0: InBody, In-body, uh, good to know.
1: And we do here. I do it in every patient. Okay. Well, sure enough, I was talking to this kid, and he goes, yeah, well, you know, I've had a kidney stone. I said, gosh, that's kind of usual. Sure enough, I looked at his InBody, and he runs his system dehydrated. I said, you're running your system low on water. That's
0: sure. yeah. Sure.
1: And I bet if we were to do in-body and you, I bet you're right in the normal range. And the best defense on getting kidney stones is to actually drink enough fluids. Kidney stones are largely a product of um, tending to run the system dehydrated. And you know what a big precipitant of kidney stones is, Malcolm? It's drinking brown colas. That have phosphatidic acid. you talk about all-
0: Coca-Cola, soda? You mean soda? Yes. Oh.
1: Coca-Cola, D- uh, Diet Coke, regular Coke. Oh,
0: that is such garbage. I'll tell you. Yeah. Such garbage for the body. I can't. Uh, oh, people, uh, you don't drink soda out there if you're drinking soda. That's garbage, man. Really garbage. You know,
1: I tend to drink it just to try to reward myself. Uh, I don't drink any <laughs>
0: alcohol. You're not but drinking you know soda,
1: are you? A- every time I drink it, my wife goes, stop drinking that. And she's right. I should just drink water. Because oh it's just it's better for the system. Do you know the other thing with any brown right. liquid? Let's take a coffee, tea, right. brown cola. Right. Uh, do you know all of them, Malcolm? Are bladder irritants? They irritate the bladder, so they give you a sense like you have to go. And if you've ever noticed, if you drink coffee in the morning, right. when you have to urinate in the morning, you have much more bladder discomfort in the morning. And it's not because you have that much more volume. It's just right. your bladder is irritated. Now, what I drink coffee in the morning.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I, you drink in the morning too, as I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I drink coffee in the morning, but I shut it off before noon. Okay. And then I drink water afterwards. My yeah. Yeah. urination habits are night and day from the morning to the yeah. afternoon. Morning, I'm irritated. I feel like I have to go. My bladder irritated. The afternoon, my bladder can fill up, but I'm comfortable. Yeah. I have no irritation because it's water. Yeah. The human yeah. bladder wants water.
0: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I only do coffee in the morning. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's the way we we grew up or we knew, but I, I don't see it. I, I just don't do it later in the day. But, you know, in the morning, it's nice to have a couple of cups of coffee. Uh, so let's take a, a quick pause here and uh, we'll return with a Q&A 80. You're listening to America Out Loud Pulse. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order.
1: You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose?
0: as we join you back here, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world. Welcome into the broadcast here on America Out Loud Pulse. Uh, we say one beat at a time or uh, one beat ahead of a time or something like that, right? Uh, welcome in here. By the way, it is AmericaOutloud.news. Uh, that was a big change, big, big change. and But it was a good, it was a wonderful change. It's been so well received from our uh, listeners and readers and our beautiful America Out Loud family. Um, It it was important to put news in the title of what we were doing. It is the rise of independent media to push back on the train wreck that has become the fourth estate uh, to get the out loud truth out across the world, really around the world. Uh, So welcome into the broadcast. I just want to tell you, we're going to jump into the questions here, Q&A 80. And I just want to mention because I have to do this um, uh, uh, in Dallas, Texas. Uh, back to where our uh, uh, brother McCullough here is from as well. He is going to be healing for the ages uh, with uh, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Group, uh, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Janice Schmidt, four class, class, class people. This was the best in class. September 8th and 9th, you can do it virtually uh, or you can do it in person. You can do it right there in person as well or virtually. That information is in americaoutloud.shop. Now, these guys are naturopathic. They're on top of all kinds of cool stuff. Talk about a healthy lifestyle. You sh- We are inundated with emails here every day going to these folks here, and they're answering them on their show looking for healing radio. By the way, they play plays at uh, 11 a.m. Monday through Friday in the mornings on talk radio. But check this out. Use the promo code out loud. And uh, you've got a discount from these cats, too, on the virtual thing and all of that. Uh, Okay, and let's get to the questions. Next week, I got to tell you more. We got to drop 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 in and I got to fill you in on one of the new products that the nurses will be talking a lot about. uh, ASEA, ASEA, A-S-E-A. Changing lives one cell at a time. We'll spend some time next week. Uh, I'll try to get Dr. McCullough on some knowledge on that as well. Uh, I mean, he knows about, it, about everything, but I'm talking about this particular product. Uh, and also Healthy Cell. When it comes to the health of our cells, this one thing I learned from Healthy Cell is so important. Uh, with the micro gel there, uh, technology is amazing. Uh, check those products out as well. Again, research, find out what works for you, and then run with it, people. That's what you want to do. Next question here is from Luann. I am writing to see if there would be a class action suit against the hospitals for using remdesivir for killing patients. They wouldn't try anything else that would work because it was not the CDC protocol. Doctors go to school to help and do whatever to save a person, not kill them. That's a true statement. All patients that died of COVID in the hospitals died from the remdesivir and they knew it. They would not let you see them or make decisions for them. They made all the decisions for them. My husband was one of the people that died from this and many Mm. others. So God Mm. bless you, Luann. I feel Mm. we should have never went in to get the antibodies. He was shipped off to a room. I feel we just, I'm almost going to cry with this one, man. Mm. I feel we should have just stayed home. Maybe he would have had a better chance of surviving. We're not vaccinated. I will never get it. I believe that because he was not vaccinated, that was the protocol to let him die. He was only 62 years old. Oh what a young God, man. That's destroyed my life she says and um you know this is a sad sad state talking about the hospitals and i know what she's talking about which is why i fought when my wife d went in there not to give the remdesivir keep her off the ventilator and Mm -hmm. we saved Mm -hmm. her life by the grace of god Mm -hmm. but peter i know this story but like the back of my hand here this here what do you say to luann about i don't know pushing back against the hospital system is what they're talking about paying consequences you know
1: There are uh, class action lawsuits, individual lawsuits that are welling up all over, Uh, all take different angles. It's not only about remdesivir. I'm starting to see more successes against just overall bad hospital care. In this case, that may fit. One of them is a case of Carroll versus Baylor Scott and White Health System. And that's a chapter actually in my book, Courage to Face COVID-19, about Miss Carroll, a perfectly healthy 72-year-old woman who died in the hospital. And in the end, it was it was the do- denial of all forms of care that led to her demise. Another one and that one, the Carol case is moving forward. Another one is moving forward. It's going to a jury trial is the case of Shara. I don't know if you heard of Grace Shara Scott.
0: Yes, yeah. They were on what? the network the other day. They interviewed her. Right.
1: Them. Yes. And uh, you know, yeah. she had COVID. She's what a had story. adult Down syndrome. Yeah. Uh, they family fought off remdesivir. Okay. They fought off the ventilator. Okay. But then they gave her three respiratory depressants and she died. And the family, the family was dropping out cause they were getting COVID and some of the family members are getting hospitalized. So all the details, uh, in each case need to be analyzed. Uh, in more and more cases will move forward. There is an attorney Watkins, look him up Watkins. And, uh, he's leading some of the remdesivir only cases, but I, I think there'll be greater traction, if the case is um, not receiving colchicine, ivermectin, full dose heparin, budesonide, and you know receiving remdesivir instead got remdesivir. So if it looks like if you can actually argue the entire package of care was not you know uh, uh, up to the highest standards and was not part of shared decision making, uh, I think one's going to be more successful. But there there needs to be more lawsuits. The hospitals are going to have to see these cases filed at one after another after another and i think there's going to be the hospitals are flush with cash malcolm you know how much money oh yeah yeah, i do this is going to be some of this money is going to be paid out the other way to these poor well there you
0: go luann and you know another thought too on what dr mccullough's talking about send a message in to attorney tom rents uh and Mm -hmm. we'll get him to address it on his show uh the tom rents show at 6 p.m uh, during the day here. Um, and Tom is a phenomenal attorney and he'll bring it up. He'll talk about it. I'm sure he's, he gets livid about these kinds of stories and things that are unjust. He, he gets absolutely incensed with it and uh, we'll do everything he can. I am certain of it. So uh, let me move on to Ellen says, God bless you both for your amazing work. Uh, Dr. McCullough, I've read that the vaccines were tested on mice and ferrets and those animals died a few weeks afterwards uh, uh, causing multiple organ failure. What do you have to say about this? Stu- these studies is, and then she says, is everyone going to die? Is there hope for people? I'm terrified for my children, and grandchildren. What do you say to that I, mm-hmm.
1: uh, You know, the preclinical studies were not, um, I don't think they were entirely indicative of human behavior. That is, humanized messenger RNA was not handled well by non-human mammals. And so I just, I wouldn't look at it more than just biodistribution and some other features. The greatest concern we have right now is people who have taken these shots, are they at risk for sudden death? We know that at two years, uh, there has been a sudden death uh, clearly due to myocarditis. That was in the case of Oscar Cabrero-Adamus. And now we have a paper by Lee and colleagues showing micro blood clots in the circulation uh, seen in the retinal arteries and veins two years after taking two shots in 2021. Uh, so we know there's a risk group there. It's probably under 10% who are at risk. If people have symptoms, they should seek an evaluation. I think those who took the shots who are perfectly fine, they never had any side effects from the very beginning. And I have some people in my family like this. I'm not advising that they take any any precautionary moves right now.
0: Okay, uh, this one's from Com. my 40 year old niece took two shots and is having health problems. She desperately needs to see a doctor in the Dallas Fort Worth uh, Metroplex area. Who should she go see? Well, that's an easy one for me. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to see her.
1: <laughs> yeah, reach out to my office on uh, McKinney Avenue and um, the the website's easy to find the phone number there. The main number appointments for me will be 972-369-8220. Happy to see her.
0: There you go. Okay. That was an easy one, Tom. So uh, there you go. Um, Ma- Marty says, uh, this is interesting, maybe. I don't know if you think about this. Marty uh, are you, uh, is asking, are you studying the effects of the 22 gigahertz 5G pulse signals? A uh, virus is a bait and switch for all the other ways they are killing us off, oh, sir. 0.1% death rate, question mark. Um, I'm hearing a lot about these 5G pulse signals. You, you know about, you look at this at all, or you know much about it?
1: No, I have not studied that or I haven't brought that into my scholarship, Malcolm. That, you know, there are data on 5G and it is a subject for scholarship. I've been so, the <laughs> patients coming at me have got blood clots and heart damage. I'm so yeah. Yeah. I'm so proximal to these acute things that I haven't had a chance to think more broadly about uh, 5G, but do you know what's happened, Malcolm, is the series of events have occurred in the world where people are starting to think about environmental hazards. And I have to tell you the case in point is the disaster in Lahaina on Maui.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of speculation about a lot of bad things. Here's the deal, Peter, people do not trust any further. They don't trust. Right. They don't trust the system. They don't trust. Their trust is lost. That's the damage of COVID. You know that. You know that. That's the damage. Yeah, right there. And I see it everywhere. Absolutely agree. Here's another one from Jerry. Listen to this on your point there. Is America under the WHO, World Health Organization? If so, what rights do I have over my own body?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, right now we are under the WHO in the Biden administration. Remember, Trump had the right instincts. He said, get us out of the WHO. Even if the WHO came through with this pandemic treaty uh, alliance and the new regulations, um, they'd have a hard time enforcing it at the state level. And I imagine pretty quickly there would be state uh, injunctions on you know, not carrying out the next WHO directive. But the WHO is clearly making a power grab. People should go to Sovereignty Coalition, led by Reggie Littlejohn. She's been on my show. Sign up, uh, sign the petition and step out there and say, you don't want WHO controlling your life.
0: Yeah, she's awesome there, Reggie, little John there. Last question here. Uh, this is uh, from uh, Linda uh, says uh, an interesting place to end. You, Dr. McCullough and Malcolm are guided lights in these really chilling days. I am so grateful for you and America out loud, precious life rafts. God bless you, Linda. That makes it all worth it right there. I keep hearing that our food will be injected with the messenger RNA and read your substack regarding China's successful experiment with the mRNA in milk, which they tested on mice. This info is so alarming. Will ingesting mRNA cause the same adverse effects as the shot? How is it safe for people to ingest mRNA every single day, day after day? How can we protect ourselves, Dr. McCullough? Will there be labels on the food supply as they do with GMO? Uh, have a thought for Linda there?
1: Yeah, well, messenger RNA is not yet in the food supply officially. There are self replicating RNAs for various porcine viruses like porcine respiratory syncytial virus since 2017. I personally don't want to ingest any of this. Probably a lot of it's denatured and cooked, but I- I'm giving up eating ham, Malcolm. I wasn't a big ham eater, but I'm, I'm not eating either. Eating I'm not up, either. You know what I mean? No, no. So that's out. Right now, it's not in the beef supply. There's still a lot of legislative action. I think ultimately some of the farmers are going to step forward with a distinct marketing advantage to say that they're genetically they're free of genetic products in the animals. So right now, the beef supply, fish, chicken, it's okay, but it's going to be up to the farmers to use this as an advantage. Uh, you know, I talked to some naturopathic veterinarians. I want to have one on my show. You know, with modern farming techniques, and you know, modern farms are pretty clean places. Uh, I've been told by some of these experts, no vaccines are needed in these animals. They're not needed with modern farming techniques.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh,
1: so the animals are not in such crowded conditions and things. Yeah. So, you, you know, like like human medicine, there is a great shift to go towards natural, and not Absolutely. vaccinated and Absolutely. not pharmaceutical
0: yeah and everything in life is moderation i'm like you i don't eat all that meat and hams and stuff like that i mean i do meat but i like it in moderation i'm not some big guy who sits down there and eats all this meat that's like the worst stuff for you i mean a little bit of this a little bit of that is fine goes a long way and you know you got to remember what you put into your body is what you're going to get out of it you got to remember that friends and it's so important we need to be careful all of us so uh, and protect this blessing of life uh, it is a privilege uh, to have you here with us thank you for joining us on the broadcast here on America How About Pulse always a beat-a-head.